0: What's up, Bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. We have our roundup for you this week, which is, we're gonna shorten these intros for you guys so you can get into the juicy details. Um, We are talking about game day mentality this week. So this is how it relates to your life and the anxiety that may be present in your life. Um, It's recognizing that the body's physical response to being under pressure and being stressed is the same physical response it has when you're excited or passionate and how to channel and adjust your mentality enable in order to have a successful, you know, day, week, month, game, however Year. you want to look at it. Yeah, Year? exactly. Yeah. Life. So, um, so yeah, I think the big thing here, the big takeaway for us was really just using uh, anxiety to fuel you and to press you forward. And these are going to be the practical applications that we use. Do you want to list through the practical applications real quick?
1: Yeah, you guys, we love sports, obviously. I mean, Britt and I were both athletes. And so we're really going to use the sports metaphors throughout this, but, um, we have some practical application that we're going to be going over, which is trust your preparation, getting in the zone, you know, training your mind to get in that mindset for success. Um, take it one play at a time It's overwhelming when you look at something in a huge, you know, bird's eye view. Instead, take it like one day, one minute, one pitch, um, rise above the adversity, focus on what you can control and knowing that you're going to get knocked out and just how to get back up.
0: Yep. So with that being said, here we go. Let's do it. All right, so this week we're going to talk about game day mentality, and this is going to be as it relates to anxiety and kind of the chaos that ensues in your life and how to manage that anxiety. This topic came about because my dad, um, my dad has been a football coach since I was really, really young, like my whole life, he coached my brother's Pop Warner teams. He coached my high school's football team. Um, he went on to coach other Pop Warner teams when my brother was too old for them. Like he is a football coach through and through. He's also an entrepreneur. And so, um, I remember at a young age, my dad was like, you have to play sports. I don't care which ones pick him. And I picked dance. And he was like, that's not going to be the sport for you. but I did try it and he was right. Like then when, and so then I played softball and even that sport, he was like, you know, it's a little bit too much of being stagnant for you. You need like quick play-by-plays. And so, um, I ended up playing volleyball and basketball, which were faster paced and better for me. And I learned a lot of skills by playing sports that have really helped me in my life as an entrepreneur. And even like skills that have really helped me get through really like adverse times in my life. And I know that Britain feels the same, but I just wanted to like give a little shout out to my dad because he really is the foundation. You know, my family, we've been uh huge football fans. We're San Diego Charger fans. We, I'm not even going to say what I was about to say, cause I am in Raider Nation. So peace and prayers to y'all this year. Um, but I mean, we truly did like we were together with our family, my grandparents, everything to watch the football games. As you guys know, we're going into football season. Kickoff is on Thursday. If you follow my Instagram personally, you know, I'm a psycho about football. I love it more than anything. So we've related a lot of things. I was having a panic attack last week and my dad, I called my dad and I was like, yo, I need like coach Tin cup. And he gave me a lot of really good tips. And that's kind of the foundation of this podcast was the tips that he gave me. And when I say I was having panic attacks, I mean, I was hysterically sobbing in my alleyway. Like I think like three times last week, it was rough, like, or the week before. And I just couldn't shake it. Like, I just couldn't shake this like anxiety that was like looming over me. And it just, and then I felt weak and it was like, it does it had to change somehow. And so I knew that my dad would have the answers because he's coached so many kids and, um, and developed so many athletes. So, uh, and ran so many businesses. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, game day mentality, it's just like this kind of
1: broad topic, but, um, we're going to relate it to, or relate it to our lives. And like, sports are such a key thing in both of our lives. Like Britt was just saying, mine as well. Um, And so when we talk, I feel like you can just take so many things from sports and just apply it to your life. So we're going to talk in sports terms. However, you can like apply it to your life in any way that you can, whether it be your job, parenting, working out, fighting an illness or overcoming adversities in your life, just getting in the right mindset is something that we all need to do to be our best every single day. It is something that can be learned with mm-hmm. practice. So good news is if you know it's not something that you're used to or if you're typically someone who's like, I don't like the pressure of like game day or being put on the spot or whatever it is. Like there are ways to overcome that and to teach yourself how to get in the right mindset. And there's like a ton of tips and tricks that you can do to just get yourself in the right mindset to like produce success over mm. and over again. And, um, like Britt said, like sports is definitely something that I learned that in. And, um, even though it looks so different in life, like I just feel like life is another form of like the playing field that we were yep. on. It just like is a completely different um environment. However, it's the same like routines. It's the same um just mentality and the, like the same
0: preparation and everything. So um yeah, let's just You wanna jump into it? We can yeah. go through the practical application. So um as you guys know, our topics have changed a little bit. You guys seem to be tuning in for more of these now. So um Thank you so much for doing that. Um, So we'll start with the first one. Britton, I'm going to let you kick it off.
1: Okay, so game day mentality, the first thing that you need to do is trust your preparation. Um, Preparation is everything. Working hard on your technique prior to the game day allows you to embrace the pressure head on. It's validation for all the hard work you've put in and a chance to really relish in the opportunity. Um, You know, preparation is everything everything Mm. for me i am huge on this to feel confident and to give myself the best chance at performance i know i must be prepared um and just a quote that i love is preparation makes you ready when opportunity comes and luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity so you know you know those people in your life that always seem to just like score touchdowns they're always lucky like the ball just seems to like land in the right place like in softball it's like those people that like got the hit that was like right on the line or like mm-hmm. it just everything seems to go their way but like you know that the preparation was there prior um I am somebody that prepare that over prepares I think um in school I was always like studying way more than I needed. Well, actually I didn't study. Screw that. I was just always like for a presentation or something, I was always like over preparing because if I didn't, I would, I would literally fall on my face. And like, with that being said, everyone is different and preparation can look different for everyone. Um, so I need a different type or maybe more preparation than let's say Brit. Uh, so for example, like for the podcast, we prepare in such different ways. Like I am someone that has to have it like completely organized. Um, I like an outline. I really like to like go over the topic. I like to know exactly what points we're going to hit. And Britt, on the other hand, I mean, you can talk about how you prepare.
0: Yeah, I like to fly by the seat of my pants. (laughs)
1: Yeah, she kind of like goes like fires from the hip, goes with the flow. Um, And I just like am the opposite. So it's like, you know, knowing your personality, knowing what's best for you is going to be your greatest tool. And like something that needs to be noted is that over-preparing can be, can come at your detriment too, because if you're over-prepared sometimes that, or if you're like stuck in the process of preparing, sometimes that leads to like inaction and then you become paralyzed. So sometimes it's more important to just do the damn thing Mm -hmm. than to be fully prepared. And I totally understand that. So don't let it paralyze you, but at the same time, like put in the work, like whatever that is, and then trust it on game day. Like I feel like when you do that, it just like releases the pressure because you're so prepared for that moment. You're like, I got this, you know?
0: Yeah. I think like, you know, as Britton mentioned, I definitely am not great at preparation. I'm really like an in the moment respond kind of person. And I think that for me, you know, when I do prepare too much, it does paralyze me. And that's what my dad said. He was like, you're thinking way too far out and you're paralyzing yourself. And that was what was happening. I was trying to, there were things out of my control that weren't gonna be able to be controlled for like a couple days. Like it was gonna be like a week or two out. I wasn't gonna be able to affect that thing right there in that moment. And that paralyzed me and kept me from doing all of the other things that were actionable items for me that I needed to still get done. And then that set me back. And then I was just in this state of fear that like everything was good. This thing that I couldn't control was gonna fail and I wasn't going to be able to be successful at it. And then this other thing that was in my present right now, I was having all this guilt about not getting, being able to get it done. So my preparation is more of like a, a like a wide open preparation, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like you're really honed in on like preparing for like a specific thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very like, I prepare for like all of it. And I don't know, like, and that I don't know is always a good thing too, but like, if we go into the woods, I have every last thing you could possibly need. Like I am the person, I literally carry a Leatherman in my fanny pack so that like, if I happen to need like a knife or scissors or a tool that like i would be prepared for that moment. So for me, those are the things that give me security. Like people might think that they're stupid, but like having a Jeep that's an off-roading vehicle is also like i know that i might want to make a turn off of a road that like i might not know where it's going to take me. Like literally this is how i am sometimes where i'm just like i'm oh, that looks like a cool place i want to go and then i like drive off. Having a dependable car, lol, cuz it's in the shop right now. But um having a dependable car that can go off-roading is really important to me, that's like one of my prepare, preparation tactics that I have. And so like when it comes to business, business, it's like, I trust that the experiences that I have have educated me enough that like I will most likely be able to handle whatever happens because at this point I've survived a hundred percent of my failures um, <laughs> and of my days and my experiences. And I'm sure I can survive one more. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like,
1: you know, relating it back to sports and in softball, it's like you can be prepared, but it is one pitch at a time. Like you can only prepare for like that next pitch and the game changes with every single pitch. And so it's like mentally preparing for that one thing ahead. And that's, I think maybe why I was, you know, I excelled at that sport is because, and I do that in business too. It's like there's a time and place for you to look over like the whole year or the whole month or the whole week. Mm -hmm. But in in reality, it's like, what can you do in the minute ahead and -hmm. like being prepared for that. And so like taking it bite size chunks at a time is the only way that I am able to get through my day or else I get so overwhelmed get through my week, get through my month, get through my year. Um, and so like, I understand what you're saying when you say that, when it's like, it's so overwhelming. But if you like take it down to like, what can I do right now in this moment to be prepared for what what's coming next? Yeah. That sets you up for success.
0: I think another thing is like, even though maybe I'm not a very like prepared, I'm not like preparing for things. I also have like a very strong um, like routine, which kind of gets us into our next um, application, which is get in the zone. So like I have a pretty strong routine and it's constantly like I'm constantly adapting it to like what I need. But, you know, we talked about human design last week and the difference between Britain and I is Brit- Britain is consistent in both her um, like strategizing and also in her routine, in her um, in her environments. And I'm actually very consistent in my strategy and like my routine and my my days. But in my Um, environments, I'm inconsistent. So like, I have to set up routines for myself that will allow me to be in different places. Like I can't, I don't like to have to sit in an office every single day that will literally never work for me. So like, I think part of my issue the last two weeks was like, I got this new couch and I felt like I was supposed to work from home. Like I was supposed to like sit on the couch and then I got this studio and I felt like, oh, I should work from the studio. And it was like, no, sometimes I just like to go work in a park. Like, I don't know why I'm like this, I just am. Yeah. And so setting up my routine and preparing, like for me, it's like the stay loose mentality.
1: Definitely. And so like, that's great for you to like get in the zone. You're like, you know, mentally you're able to do that.
0: Written. Tell us what BLFT is all about, because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The biggest little fashion truck is a family-owned
1: and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hints are why confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience whether it be at our pop up events around town. We love the pop up events, I'm at those with her all the time, and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, The Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at The Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code Bob20 for 20% off your purchase
0: online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100%
1: agree with that. Plus, your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole
0: house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to haveninflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy.
1: So... The first one is trust the process of your preparation. Trust your preparation. That will eliminate all anxiety as, you know, the pressure sets in and that big moment is there. You can relish in the fact that you have prepared and you can, you know, step into the batter's box or step into that meeting with your child's teacher or step into that presentation or take that business leap Mm -hmm with confidence because you know that you are prepared and you yep. can trust yourself the next one that we're talking about is get in the zone you're talking about your routine right so Britt, her routine can look completely different from one day to another like you might have like some like the bones of your routine yep. that stay the same but it doesn't have to be in the same place and like you don't have you don't have like a workflow like you hear about these authors or something they like have like that perfect stool that they're their butt fits perfectly on and they have like that pen or that typewriter and they have to go into the woods and that's where they get all their creative ideas and stuff. So that, that's part of their routine. Um, having a routine gets you in that competitive mindset. It's warming up, not just your body, but your mind as well. So if you look at some of the best athletes in the world, I mean, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, um, just like all of, and I mean,
0: Justin Herbert,
1: (laughs) (laughs) totally. What, what, um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had to, I'm sorry.
1: They all have a routine that like gets them game day ready, that gets them in the zone to succeed. And like what some people call it superstition. I mean, baseball, softball is probably one of the biggest sports at that. I was definitely thought I was superstitious, but now looking back, I'm like, no, it was completely part of the routine. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, God, I would literally put on my batting gloves at the same exact time. I did the same exact thing in the batters or in the on deck circle. And then every single time before every pitch, I would like step back the like three or four steps. I had a whole like routine before I stepped into the batter's box every single time. And the one thing that always like locked my mind in was I would take a deep breath and I'd like hold my bat out in front of me. And I looked at the same place on the bat every single time. And then I would step in and it was like that locked my mind in. And I knew that like, I was like, I'm here to like, fucking hit the ball, but like, you yeah. know, it just got me ready. So whatever the routine is now in business, like, you know, events, I always call game day. And sometimes I put it on their story because it's like events to me are the equivalent of what game yeah. days used to be. And I have a whole routine to, for that, to like get myself mentally prepared to slay the event, to be as personable, to be there for all of our customers, to, you know, be ready for things mm-hmm. to go wrong. So you know, just getting in the zone, whatever that looks like to you, just have a routine, stick to it. And then like it really train your mind to like
0: get in locked in and to like be ready. You know, and I think we, we talk about mind sh- mindset shifts a lot. And I think that like, for me, what my dad had said to me was like really reminding me that like life is the game. Like your day is the game. If you don't prepare for your day properly, then you're not going to have a successful day. If the first thing you do in the morning is get on Instagram, then all day you've set your mind to then think, okay, I'm looking for outside validation. I want to know what other people are doing. You're investing, you're setting your mindset to be invested in other people throughout the day. That's not really the healthiest thing to do. If you're trying to like improve your own life, that takes it away from you and puts the focus on everybody else. And that is the mistake I think that we make. And I think that, you know, I, I really love UFC and I say like, I think that that's going to really change the sports industry for the better. Um, I think we've seen that over like the last two years. Um, it's really gives honestly, it, like gives women a fair competing ground and like, they all get to, you know, they get the same showing space is like all of these other male athletes they always make sure that they represent them so obviously I love it for that reason but I also think there's a lot of that in life you know you look at a UFC fighter they're about to go into battle like normally I mean I've been in fights in my life but the only time I've been in fights has been like in the moment it's like in the heat of the moment so your body like is literally just doing a survival thing it doesn't even have like you don't have the, the buildup where you get into your mind. You're just responding quickly to what's in front of you. And so with a UFC fighter, you know, if we think that they don't have anxiety before they go into the octagon, that's absolutely insane. Like every player has anxiety before they run onto the court or the field. And you know, you see all types of athletes, like if you were to look at a tunnel before the football players run out onto the field or if you're watching UFC, you see them bouncing. Mm -hmm. Like you see them start to bounce and it doesn't matter who it is. Like they're doing the bouncing and you don't see what they've done behind the scenes. Like you don't see that preparation that Britain is talking about. And that's the mindset. They've already set their mindset, right? They've already said like, yo, this is like, I have like, touch my gloves X amount of times. I've like done all of these little routine things that just make sure that my mind is focused on this tiny activity instead of it's not a superstition. This is a tiny activity that helps us control our anxiety and helps us get out of our mind and into our physical bodies. And with them, you know, they're just staying loose. The bouncing is staying loose because the second that you tense up, is when you start to be paralyzed mm-hmm. and you can't move forward. So you have to stay open to opportunities and accept that things are going to be thrown in in your face and like that you're going to probably get knocked out and like you're going to face adversity. You have to stay loose and take it one step at a time and, and trust in the routine that you've set trust in those little things that you do to get you out of your mindset. Like, I know a lot of therapists say like to do tapping. So if you're really having like an anxious state of mind, start like tapping and counting or counting. My therapist recommended to me, and I didn't realize I had done this um, when I lived with my ex-husband. I would wake up in the middle of the night, like really afraid. And I would just start stating like, my hair is brown. I am six feet tall. My name is Brittany Tincup. Like I would go through all of these things that could not be misproven. Like Mm -hmm. they were factual data and it always calmed me down and like, put me back to sleep. So it's like I, that 100. I mean, I think that you hit the nail on the
1: head when you say like these UFC fighters, I mean, they have anxiety. I think every single person who you know puts themselves out there in some way, shape or form has a sense of anxiety. It may take shape in different ways. However, like they all have different Like they become masters at overcoming that Mm -hmm. and they become masters at creating a routine that eliminates the anxiety. Not completely because at some point I feel like having those butterflies in your stomach or being nervous is the edge that you need in life. And I feel like I personally, I, after playing a sport for so long, I, you know, couldn't find that thing that like set me on fire the way that playing and competing did until I got into business. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why I am so addicted to, you know, taking these risks in business and building something and putting myself out there. But, um, it's like that routine that you create in your life. And it's like betting on that and trusting that routine, trusting the process, your preparation, and then trusting the process that you've created so that you can like channel this anxiety energy and like turn it into a positive. Yeah. Instead of like allowing it to tense you up or like paralyze you, you stay loose and you use it as momentum moving forward. So however you get in the zone, like if you're an attorney, like before you step into the courtroom, you know, you do something to mentally prepare yourself or to physically prepare yourself to like slay that. If you, you know, I mean, there's so many different examples, but like for us, it's our events. For me, it's like the business, like going in front of investors and, um, that kind of stuff. It's like, that is now my game day and sticking to this routine. I don't stare at the bat anymore, but I have a
0: lot of different ways to do it. I mean, it comes down to even putting your uniform on, like Mm -hmm. uh, what's your uniform for life. How are you going to show up? Are you going to show up in your fucking dirty clothes, like in your pajamas for the day? That's how you're going to show up. I Mm -hmm. mean, no, no shame on that, but like at least change into nice, like, you know, we have luxury freaking loungewear now. Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you look good, play good. And that's like really, I mean, you built an entire business around that, I think. And I just want to say this and I don't know if we have this somewhere else. And I just want to highlight this because it feels like I, I should say it right now. But my dad said something that really hit me square in the jaw. He said, um, he said, recognizing like, oh God, I don't know how to like verbalize this. My dad and I's chats are really like all over the place. Cause we both have pretty severe ADHD. So we're literally just like shooting all over the place. But, um, I said, you know, he said the, the body knows before the brain mm-hmm. it's identified a threat or a challenge and your brain hasn't caught up yet. So you need to align your brain with your body. If you tell your brain it's game day, then you can face it head on. So your body is literally saying to you, let's fucking go. And your brain is just slow and creating this like, and then when your brain, then you start to overthink. And I think that's our issue. Look, the other thing my dad said that I thought was really important is like, all that this is, as it relates to anxiety or having to show up. It's just recognizing that the body's physical response to being under pressure and being stressed is the exact same physical response it has to when you're excited or passionate. The only difference that we have now is we have a term for it. It's anxiety. When I was growing up, like, you know, you think about these people, before we had things that made our lives easier, like grocery stores, gas stoves and Google in our hands, like people had to hunt and gather to survive. And just less than a hundred years ago, people in this country were trying to survive a depression, which I know a lot of people told Burton, she's not allowed to say the I word anymore. Inflation, but (laughs) I will never stop until it stops. I won't stop because it's real. It is real. And she's not wrong, but you know, they a hundred years ago, this country survived a depression. Mm -hmm. So I just want to like remind everybody that, and they didn't know where their next meal was coming from. Okay. They didn't have devices in their hands with indeed or LinkedIn or any of that stuff. They had to go down to the dock and prove they were better than the guy next to them for a job so that they could, they could fuel their family. They could feed their family. Like they could keep the lights on. So you want to keep in mind that like, anxiety has always been here we've Mm -hmm. been surviving through it from it for years like is it good that we have a term for it yes i think that people like my brother probably could have gotten better help had we had a term for anxiety when he was you know five and um i also think that like it's a fact of life it's part of life so we need to start to figure out ways to stay loose prepare ourselves set routines so that you like know how to approach these things because your anxiety, I have anxiety literally right now because I said something I didn't feel was necessary. And then I get anxiety and it's like, okay, but just keep going because all of this is hard. It's going to be hard, whichever way you, you know, stress is going to be like you, it's either show up or give up. And so both options are hard. Right. Anxiety can be crippling.
1: And so, you know, taking these things like preparing and then sticking to routine and getting in the mindset, like all of those things will allow for the anxiety to kind of dissipate and for you to kind of rise above it. So mm-hmm. um, moving on to
0: the next thing, I think this leads in perfectly is to rise above adversity. Oh, wait, I had one above that that okay. I snuck in this morning. Sorry guys. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I literally stuck that snuck this in this morning. Cause I was thinking about um, quarterbacks Yeah, and how they like call plays and how like, how that relates to life, right? We just talked about like taking it one moment at a time and like dealing with what's presented to you. And so I, w- I thought maybe the next one could be take it p- one play at a time. Mm-hmm. A QB isn't calling plays for the fourth quarter in the first quarter, no. okay? He's literally like, he is strategizing play by play. And I think like our whole lives, we've made fun of jocks, right? Like, oh, like stupid jock. Like st- athletes are some of the smartest people you that I know. And that is because within each moment, they've had to respond quickly with a strategy. So like, it's hard to be a baseball player at a strategic game. Mm -hmm. Like it just is. They, like a pitcher will always know like what's going on. Same with the quarterback. Um, He's strategizing play by play. He sets his line, he runs his play. And if he loses or he wins that play, he will decide how to approach the next one. Exactly. And the plays change one by one, by one. And it's four whole quarters. So if you were to break your life or your day down into quarters, you have this whole day and you've broken it into quarters. Okay. This is what I'm doing for the morning. And I'm going to take it moment by moment by moment this morning, my car broke down and that's what made me think of this. And it was like, couldn't control that went to go to Pilates and couldn't. So what's my next move? How am I going to fix my car? Right. How can I call on my resources? Like, what do I actually still have to get done? What can I pull off my list? And what can't I, I think that this,
1: allows you to have so much more flexibility in your life. So like I said, you know, one play at a time, one pitch at a time, things change minute by minute throughout your day. But I think something to add to this is having a short memory because Mm -hmm. like you said, whether he succeeds or fails on that play, like whether the play went exactly how they wanted it to go, whether the play went better than they wanted it to go, whether the play imploded and they, it actually went way worse. Regardless of that, he has the ball in his hands the
0: next play, and that is the only thing that he can control. So our next um, application is going to be rising above adversity. So um, Britton, do you want to kick this one off for us?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that um, one of the differences between champions and those that just play the game is that champions expect things to go wrong. So back to your quarterback point, it's like you know, having that short memory and allowing it not to affect the next play, because if they do, you know, like we were just talking, they could lose one of their players to an injury. Something can, there's so many different variables that come into it. So in a perfect world, champions or athletes wake up and, you know, they would have Eight hours of sleep, zero aches and pains. That injury that isn't nagging them anymore. They're mentally prepared. Their personal life is going great. Yeah. That's just not reality. Every single day we wake up as athletes, as people in this world, and we don't get the right amount of sleep. Our bodies do have pains and aches, and you know you're never feeling one hundred percent. Like we have emotional pains. There are so many, so many different things that go into it, and so it's like rising above that and just expecting it to happen. Like you were saying, like in your preparation, you're prepared for everything. Everything, And so like knowing that things are gonna go wrong and not expecting them to go right, in fact, expecting them to go wrong, allows you to have that flexibility and be like, oh yeah, no, I'm prepared for this because I expected it to go wrong.
0: All right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hats. So I wanna talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear
1: I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect, and so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watched a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch, followed by hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forest.
0: I'm not going to lie. I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch's Hats and Apparel.com. We love it. Go shop, y'all. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to AngelPhoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. interesting because even as we're having I love when our brains come together sometimes because I'm like you just get it and like make me understand things better but like I think about there have been experiences in my life where like my I've had relationships with people who have that like and I'm literally air quoting like perfect upbringing but it was like you know their parents never fought or they didn't fight in front of them that's really all that was happening and like you know, there were all of these different things that they, they didn't have to experience. And I always thought like, Oh, you're so lucky. Like you never had to deal with any of that. But for me now that I'm an adult and like, you know, experiencing really hard things all the time, I grew up in adversity. We moved a lot. Like, you know, you really, I never really knew what was going to happen next. And so that forced me to be prepared for anything. Like I didn't like, sometimes shit would happen in my family. where like, Sometimes my mom wasn't on time to come get me after practice. Like, and I didn't have a car. We didn't have like an extra car laying around. So like I had to wait in the parking lot, but also I had to get my homework done. So I had to just always have my homework on me. Like those little things were like, I was always prepared for something to go wrong and not to anybody's fault. It just like, that was our circumstances. That was our life as kids growing up. And I just learned to like respond to those things. And I think that again, like using those adversities to fuel you instead of paralyzing you. Right. Because the only difference between QB1 and QB2, sorry, so that's quarterback, like the first string quarterback that you see on the field every single game and like second string quarterback is that how they respond to stress. That's the only difference between those two people because the one that's on the field every single and if you guys are in drafts, you know this. You want the guy who's been doing it for a long time and you've seen him. He, can, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like these guys who can respond to stress in such a calm way. You never see Tom Brady shaken. Like he's never, well, no, he can get a little fiery sometimes. But like Aaron Rodgers, that guy is such a weird dude. Like he's so chill all the time. Like just chill vibes all the time. On the field, off the field. Will he yell in your face? Absolutely. But like, yeah.
1: Like, he's, yeah, he's very chill,
0: but I think it goes back
1: to, like, you know, he trusts his preparation. Yeah, He sticks to his routine, and so he's, like, when the pressure's on, when, I don't know what it's, when it's the bottom of the ninth and the bases are loaded, I don't know. Football, no, no, go well, for it. They, like, you can just find peace knowing that you're ready for it, and yeah. that, like, you know that the is going to be there. Like, you can't control the weather, so, like, just dialing it in and just, you know, being mentally ready to, trust yourself. And I don't know. I just feel like what I was saying earlier just came to me okay. is like having a short memory. And also like in sports, you fail so much, like in yeah. baseball, softball, you fail seven times out of 10 and you're considered one, of you're going to be in the baseball hall of fame. Yep. So it's like, having a short memory and also knowing that there's going to be adversity more times than not, you're going to fail more times than not. That person, you could hit the ball. You could have the best possible hit. You can hit the ball right on the screws and it's a line drive and someone catches it or just right at a player. Yeah, You can, you can get robbed of a home run, yep. you know, like the umpire can, you could be a pitcher and the umpire can not call a ball right down the middle of strike. And like, it just, there's so many things that, you know, are adverse to you and you just have to overcome them and it sucks, but it's just like moving forward. It doesn't mean that you can't be like, man, that sucks, but it's just having that short memory and moving forward.
0: Right. Yeah. I love that so much. I think that that kind of brings us into our next topic. And before we get into that, I just want to say that, like, we keep talking about preparation and you just said it in two different strips or two different sentences is like, she keeps talking about preparation preparation allows you to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is the key thing. Like you have to find a way to trust yourself. What I learned from my dad too, is yo, you have everything that you need to be successful. You do not need to look on your social media to say, Hey, that girl's got it figured out. She probably does not. She does not have the years of athletics that you have. She does not have the years of working in sales that you have. She doesn't have the branding eye that you do like she doesn't have all of these things, but you don't see that because we're hardest on ourselves. So you have to remember like everything in your life has prepared you for this moment and you can actually handle it. Absolutely. And with that, we'll go to our next applicant. Did you want to?
1: Yeah. So I think the next one is focus on what you can control. I mean, in sports, you can't control the weather, field condition, bands that are heckling you in business. You can't control Control your customers. You can't control management, bad bosses, your coworkers. But what you can't control is you and how you show up each and every day. So do doing your job and executing it to the best of your ability. Not focusing on what that other person's doing. Not focusing on what your coworkers doing. Doing your best. Doing your job and executing that. Other people will start to notice that, and then you'll rise to the top. But like focusing on what you can control eliminates so many distractions and allows you to just be, you know, in that game day mindset, allows you to be in the zone, ready to compete, ready to win. If you're focusing on all these outside external factors, then you're pretty much setting yourself up
0: to lose. And I think that that's like, a really huge thing too to take away is that like you can control your mindset. And like we said earlier, like go back to the things that get you back into your routine that like help you go back to those physical things that you can do to change your mindset, to get you back into game day mentality. Things are going to throw you off. The defense is going to do some shit you didn't expect. Like they might sack your quarterback. You don't, you are the quarterback. They might take you out. You might get hit in the face. Like I did this morning, like with the car thing. I mean, I don't have a car now for probably two weeks. Like, and a lot of what now i have a studio i can't even get to my candles they're like but that's not going to stop me it's like okay we'll figure out your resources how are you going to go forward i didn't even let it i literally you know how i got myself out of it this morning i laughed like a maniac i just was like this is hilarious let's keep going right. and i think that like you know it, it is what you said where it's just like if you tell yourself you're going to lose then you will that's a guarantee Like you might get lucky in that situation, like truly get lucky by the true terms of or the true meaning of the word luck. But like, why would you depend on luck when you can depend on like preparation, routine, your mindset? Like when you could have control over all of these other things, why would you just like say, yeah, I don't think I'm going to win, but like maybe I will. Well, yeah, no,
1: 100% you have to be thinking that you're going to win. And by uh, like focusing on what you can control and by focusing on doing what you can do in this moment right now to, you know, make yourself better, to push your business along, to be the best parent that you could possibly be, to be the best boss that you can possibly be. That is how you set yourself up for success by focusing on all the external factors. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it dilutes your efforts across the board, you know? And so if you are like spread thin because you're worried about a fan that's heckling you or a competitor across the way that you think is doing it better than you, you're 100% not going to be focusing on what's right in front of you, which could be an opportunity to take your business or your life to the next level. Mm -hmm. But if you're focused on all the negatives and the things around it, you're not going to take that opportunity. You're not going to be ready. You're not going to be present.
0: And I added this last one in and I just think that it's important to remember because with social media you know and access to like there's a lot of comparison I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like you know we used to only compare ourselves to people in magazines or on the television and those were literal celebrities mm-hmm. like now we compare ourselves to the girl next door mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean like how it no, was the yeah. girl next door when That's we were just, younger I mean no. like literally the physical person that is next door to us that we like we don't even know them we That's don't know their point. life we yeah. don't know anything about them so like you know, I'm here to remind you, and I've dealt with this a lot in the last year and a half is like, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Your grandma is going to die. And then your grandpa might die nine weeks later. And then you're going to lose another one three months later. And then you're going to go through a gnarly breakup. And also you have to run a business. And like, this is just my experience. And obviously like you guys get to hear this, but like, that's not Unusual. Like people are going through things all of the time. People are getting knocked out left and right. And I just want to remind everybody if you've been knocked out recently, just remember that, like, there are people in this world that in front of stadiums full of people, the quarterback will get sacked, the UFC fighter will get knocked out, and so will you. It's going to happen. The celebrity is going to make some mistake, say some wrong thing, potentially get canceled. And, and they're gonna still be okay, okay? The difference is, and it's this isn't to scare anybody, it's to remind you that some of the greatest athletes in the world, some of the greatest performers in the world, the men in the arena, some of the most famous celebrities get knocked down in front of millions of people. The media analyzes the failure, creating far more stress and developing far more exposure for the failure that they had. And regular ass people like you and I talk shit on these high-performing humans, who are only trying to entertain us. And the only potential difference between us and them is that they keep their head down and they do the work and they get back on the field or in the octagon or on your television or on your stereo. Be the man in the arena. Like, I hate to keep bringing it back to that, but it has really made a difference in my life. Like, if if you don't want to be the man in the arena in a big way, that's fine. But in your own life, the way that you impact humans on a day-to-day basis, the way that you handle the adversity in your life, Remember that you have the ability to be the man in the arena.
1: Absolutely. I think that you just brought the hammer down 100%. I did. I was pounding my fist. Yeah, you you really were. But Um, it is. It's putting yourself out there. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a, you know sold out stadium but it can be in life like people depend on you in your life whether it be your kids your spouse your family your co-workers like people are depending on you so what can you do to show up every single day and it's not going to say that you're going to be perfect like you're going to get hit down to the mat and you're going to fall but it's like the people who seem to have Success and the people who have continued success are the ones that continually get back up. That no matter what comes at them, they get back up. And it's like if you talk or if you look at any of like the billionaires, and they've had so many businesses that mm-hmm. have failed, and it's like they just continue to reinvest. They continue to believe that they are going to get it right the next time, yep. and they
0: typically do. You know, I look at somebody like my brother, like as you were just saying all that, and I just think to myself like. My brother, for anybody who's new, has schizoaffective disorder, which means he has schizophrenia and uh, mood disorder similar to bipolar. And so that basically means that, like, we've gone through a lot of really harsh experiences, like with his will to live and, like, whether he's homeless or not, if he's going to get the services that he needs or not, like, all of these, whether he's in jail or not, you know, it's a really hard experience for a family to go through. And you really do start to think like, what is the purpose? Like, what is the point? And my little brother has been knocked down 9 billion times. Like this, like knocked all the way down to the ground, like just flat on his back. And the kid just keeps getting up. And it's not like he has all of this like major excitement when he gets back up. Okay. I just like, I think that's an important thing to know is like, my brother gets back up to live a very like low level life. Like that's what he's doing because he believes in his life. He believes like, he probably also knows that it would destroy our family, but like for whatever reason, and I don't know his reason, my brother gets back up every single time. When times when he almost didn't survive, like literally almost died, gets back up again. And for what? To live with five voices in his head? I talk to him all the time, but he does. He gets up and he does it again. Now that is something we should channel.
1: Right. Resilience. Like, resilience. Yeah. It's not looking at all the things that could go wrong or that are going wrong. Instead, it's like, no, I'm going to stand back up. throw, Like,
0: give me what you got. Like, yeah. you know, my brother takes it one day at a time. He wakes up each day and he says, today, I'm going to learn how to cook. Well, that's all you can <laughs> do. That's, that's amazing. And yeah, I definitely think that you could
1: take some lessons from that, but one day at a time. So just to go back, back over what. We talked about is the first thing is trust your preparation um second is get in the zone take it one play at a time that's what you're saying one day at a time yeah. one pitch at a time rise above the adversity focus on what you can
0: control and just an fyi you're gonna get knocked out yep you're gonna get knocked out and you got to get back up again so um with that we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes. Thank you for listening. Yep. You guys know the drill. Follow along. Brit on blast. Find us at BLFT Reno and Haven and Flux. If you guys like the show, we would love if you would share it with anybody. We love when you guys screenshot the episode and uh, share it across your social media channels. That always brings us joy. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, oh, yeah. Hit subscribe. Do that, Here's too. You. Cheers. Okay. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.